Sparkler podcast number 36. Today, we are talking about character designs. I am Rebecca Scoble, managing editor of Sparkler, and I am here with two of our fabulous artists who are way more knowledgeable about how to design a character than I am. Hi, I'm Caporushes, and I did the art for Out of Sync. Hi, I'm a Yugo, and I do Magical How. Okay, guys, so what I thought we'd start with is uh, talking a little about, bit about your process. So if you've got a new story you're working on, and you've got a new character uh, that you have to sort of start from scratch, and you've got a blank piece of paper in front of you, how do you start going about designing the visual looks of a character? Capo, uh, you want to go first, or...? Uh, sure. Capo, I know, sorry, not to interrupt, but I know you're working on some other projects besides Out of Sync right now that uh, you're doing some art for, and um, you can talk about them. I don't know if you want to talk about them or not, but it was kind of up to you how secret it is, but you guys announced Cat House, right? Yeah, we did. I don't think we're very secretive about it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know you guys did an announcement and a, and a website and stuff, and, and I've seen some of your process work, and they're they're really good. It's like, this is, this is kind of like level-up territory for you, so uh, right. you can talk about the process of that that you've been doing recently, I guess. Yeah, so... Yeah, we did just start, well, I say we just started, but we've been working on Cat House for a little while. It's another visual novel, uh, like, out of sync, but this time it's going to be a little bit more, like, probably what everybody's used to. So there are, th besides the main character, there's going to be six dateable boys, which means I needed to come up with six dateable boy character designs, which has actually been sort of interesting for me because I feel like visual novels really demand character designs that are a lot more decorated than I usually do. <laughs> My character designs tend to be, especially for dudes, for whatever reason, tend to be kind of plain. Uh, you mean you don't usually draw dudes who have like 14 belts and then a bow <laughs> around their neck or something? <laughs> I mean, that could work. It totally <laughs> could. I actually, I to be perfectly honest, the reason why I don't tend to go for uh, like those more elaborate, like super anime, like 14 belts and 800 bows kinds of designs is because I'm not very good at them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always feel like if I try like some every once in a while I set it to myself as like a, an exercise to see if I can come up with one of those like designs or whatever I'll be like oh yeah I really like these artists have been looking at their work a lot I want to try and do a character design kind of in that realm I'm just really bad at it I'm very bad at it they all <laughs> I always like get bored by like bow number five and I'm like this is not quite enough bows, but I'm bored now, and I have to draw this more than once. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it comes from doing comics, too, because I'm just like, oh, no. I can't. I don't want to draw that a lot. <laughs> that's, that's too much time. I have to remember the number of bows that go here. I have to, like, draw this pattern in more than once. Ugh, this is horrible. Um, so... <laughs> But for Cat House, it's not a comic. It's a visual novel. So I've sort of been using it as an excuse to try and be a little bit more uh, stretching my muscles to something that I don't have to draw 700 times. So I can take advantage of that and give them a little bit more elaborate designs to begin with. So my main concern whenever I start designs is usually one to make sure that they communicate the broad idea of the character like 
for lack of a better word, the trope of that character or whatever. Um, and then also for a cast that they look distinct from each other, but not so distinct that they look like they come from completely different projects because it's one thing for everybody to have their own kind of deal. And it's another thing for everybody's deal to be like, one of them looks like they fell out of a fantasy forest. And this one looks like they stepped off a spaceship. And this one looks like they never left their mom's basement. And unless I'm doing that on purpose, that's not really a good look. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, usually I guess where I start is with like a a broad concept for a character. Like um, we have a character in Cat House. I'll talk about one of them in particular because he's been the biggest pain for me. I I actually still kind of don't have a design that I'm super 100% sold on for him. But I'm kind of sticking with the one that I've got right now because... If I twiddle with it forever, I'll never be done. But um, hmm. <laughs> uh, one of them, because we've got six boys or whatever, uh, one of them, they tend to fall into broad categories. And, and I was like, oh, I want one of them to be an older man, basically. I made one of them to cater hmm. to me, a sad old man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted him to be not just like, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to try very hard not to recreate my favorite older man character right now from a different visual novel <laughs> which if you've looked at my Twitter for even five seconds I'm sure you can make an educated guess about who I'm referring to but I really wanted to steer away from that so I tried to make this character we kind of agreed on his personality being basically the opposite he's so I wanted to go for something that was like he's lazy and useless in a way you just can't help but one of like that oh, guy, no. you know? <laughs> it's just like, how do you get through the world being this way? Like, <laughs> but that I, I, it's, it's a really, I feel like it's a really common character type, honestly, for like shoujo mm-hmm. stuff and stuff like that. But I, it's, it's that character type that's like really hard to pin down to, which yeah, I, I feel like does not help in the design department because <laughs> you can't succinctly <laughs> explain the appeal of that kind of character. Mm-hmm. You know, you just end up saying like, well, I like fixer uppers. And it's, it's a bit, <laughs> well, I like fixer uppers, but you know. So starting with the idea that he was an older man and a fixer upper, because he's the kind of dude who doesn't get up until two in the afternoon and it's not really clear how he gets through his day. See, I'm thinking bathrobe now. Yeah, but I, no, that's not, not wrong. Like, like, he's definitely <laughs> the kind of guy where you get back, like, you get back at, like, six at night, and he'd still be wearing his pajamas, and you'd just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so bathrobe, uh, permanent, like, uh, what do you call it, uh, Six o'clock stubble. Five o'clock, shadow. Five o'clock yeah, shadow. Yeah. Six o'clock stubble. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, you know. Permanent five o'clock shadow. And then, like, bags under his eyes from living bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That guy. But hot. So. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to make it really hot to make up for the fact that you basically have to be his mommy. <laughs> and he's got, like, 20 years on you. <laughs> he's, Yeah. Yeah, so it's the hot factor that really made him hard because they had this kind of vague picture in my head, but it's surprisingly hard to draw. Like that guy, like he'll, you'll see him a lot. I feel like he comes up a lot in like 
that broad character type comes up a lot in like um like period manga or whatever like the kind of like useless unemployed ronin type of dude that guy i mean i'm i'm thinking a little bit of some characters who are like writers or mangaka or things like that where they don't have like a normal job but they're like artistic and that makes up for it i guess yeah i mean you know for given value of makes up for it yeah you know He's yeah. actually one of my favorite characters at this point. <laughs> well, you made him for yourself. I get we it. We did. We did we literally won't... design him for me. But... So We won't get into it on the podcast, but uh, Kavo and I have exact opposite fetishes. And so, <laughs> so we're kind of, it's like, I'm trying not to say anything horribly embarrassing. And I feel like you're trying not to say anything horribly embarrassing either. <laughs> I mean, if... You ever want to know, like, I can, I, I have laid this all out on the table in exactly as many words on my own podcast, so if you're ever curious, mm. I'm just like, <laughs> basically any episode of that, I'm pretty sure I mention it at least once an episode. It's a legal requirement, I think. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> while you're trying to figure out exactly what shade of bathrobe is the most sexy, uh... <laughs> Is there anything else that seems to keep coming up when you when you're designing characters? I know you talked about having to uh, sort of balance the cast, so it's not like you know one guy's wearing like a sci-fi outfit and the other guy's wearing sweatpants or something. You want them to all look good together, I assume too. Yeah, usually, unless like that's obviously if that's like what I was going for, which I've never written a story yeah. like this. But if I was doing that, then you know that would be fine. But I, I do tend to try to keep them together, and that's. A little harder, I feel like, with more contemporary characters, like, outside of fantasy settings, Mm -hmm. because I usually try to make more contemporary characters dress in a way that reflects their personality a little bit, at least, though I also, of late, have decided uh, to just kind of say whatever and design them in a way that appeals to me. (laughs) So everybody dresses in some kind of flavor that I like personally now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, if you gotta draw it, you're not gonna want to draw something you think is super ugly, like, over and over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's come up a few times where I've, like, had to debate about, well, I feel like technically a character, like, this character that I'm writing or, or creating or whatever would probably, I don't know, be the type to wear a lot of sweaters and Ugg boots, but I don't want to draw that because that's not a good look, mm-hmm. so... Unless the character, like, just has really bad taste, then. Yeah, well, that's been my dilemma, too. If I, I'm like, well, the character just has really bad taste, but, like, if I'm gonna draw this character a whole bunch, I honestly just don't want to draw that many ugly outfits. <laughs> like, it would just bum me out after a while. <laughs> so I try to balance it against their personality and then also my willingness to want to draw the thing I'm drawing. Because if it's a miserable experience, you know, like... Why am I doing it? Yeah, I, I oh, totally yeah, get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you want to... You mean share about... Yeah, do you want to talk about your design process now? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'll use Gabe as, a, as an example. So with Gabe, uh, basically he wasn't called Gabe at all. Like I, He had no name, so because with Magical How, I decided to just uh, design a character from scratch, So which is... Gabe, as we know now, but before that, he had like a whole lot of designs which were uh, a bit different to his design now. 
I think it'll be featured in the like extras, right? Mm-hmm. I think in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When when the print book comes out, people will get to see some yeah, of those so like, old designs. So like one of the first sketches of Gabe was that his color was blue. Like he was <laughs> he had blue hair, a blue jacket, and then I moved on from kind of like an indigo hair color and then like I added started adding a bit of pink. But then I deviated away and started like drawing in black and white and then adding color after. Like he had orange at some point. And then <laughs> and when I switched to like character like to sketches where it's like it's already had like a bit of red, I was like, okay, I kinda like this vibe. And then when I drew another two sketches which had which had some pink in it. I was like, hey, I, I really like this vibe. I'm going to go with this vibe. And then from there, I refined his uh, his uh, design. Uh, at first, it was, like, uh, a bit too detailed, you know? So, because mm-hmm. I honestly didn't really think about, like, how much I wanted, like, how I would have to draw it in the, the comic pages, because I literally didn't think about it at all. <laughs> so, a lot of the... <laughs> The detailed designs that was that was meant to be on Gabe in the comic were was omitted. So like you have the main outfit and everything, but it's like a simplified version because honestly, mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to draw all that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we were just we were just talking about like like you can't you can't have an outfit with like thirty five bows and sixteen belts if you're gonna have to draw it on every single panel yeah and uh you know this is this is a reference that's going to age me a little bit but i used to be really into trigun way back in the day and particularly in the manga uh the main character in that wore like a like a uh, his his instead of pants he just wore belts like it was just belts (laughs) and i just remember there became a point where he like where the, where the the mangaka like simplified it, <laughs> and I just remember looking at it and being all like, "Oh, good, good, good plan, man." Good plan. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. like with Gabe, it was I just I decided to just stick with the black, pink, and white color color scheme because ultimately it's a it's a lot easier to just have something that's uh, simplified and. A little bit more like you associate this color with this character kind of deal. Oh yeah, and your characters are very color coded. Yeah, which very. Is, you know, <laughs> it does make it easy to kind of, uh, you know, well, like you use a particular emoji for a particular character because the pink heart goes for Gabe and the green heart goes for Booker. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it 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 kind of well, I mean, for a sort of anything that's in like the magical girl genre, that makes perfect sense. You know, that's sort of a thing with with magical girl shows or you yeah. know, or in this case magical boy series where you, you're just kind of uh you know everyone has their own like you know transformation sequence and their own outfit and their own color and their own whatever and it's it's all very like collectible and and uh good for making toys off of and then you decide which in your group of friends is the the uh tyler and which is the booker and <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah <know. laughs> i mean with Gabe, it was actually pretty simple to deal with him because he's such a bright, a chill, cheerful guy and kind of a naive mm-hmm. idiot, uh, like mm-hmm. most protagonists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, with Booker, I mean, his design was like uh, already kind of set way before Gabe. Uh, mm-hmm. But when it came to the magical outfits, like uh, for for Gabe. It was already simple, because uh, I already had just done it all at one go, and 
I kind of mm-hmm. knew how I wanted Gabe to look, you know, like with the puffy dress mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But with Booker, it's a bit more tricky because because with the different uh, stages of the the magical girl, like the magical levels, you know, like we have the normal level, and then you have the second phase of the normal level, and then you have the princess yeah, yeah. level. So mm-hmm. I had to for Booker, I had to base it on the storyline uh, mm-hmm. more than on like going all out because with Gabe it's like just bam bam done like because he, he, he had no restrictions but with Booker because mm-hmm. of story restrictions I had to figure out a way to design an outfit that fit his personality but also serves a mm-hmm. purpose to the plot line okay yeah so you know I know you were saying that that Gabe had sort of that initial character design before he even had a name would you say that you kind of came up with the character and the way that he looked at the same time like they kind of fed off each other or did you have his personality pretty set in your mind and then drew something to match that uh well the thing is it's like uh, it's kind of more of like feeding off each other kind of thing i kind of made it up as mm-hmm. i as i went and mm-hmm. because gabe is literally the character that that is introduced in the beginning so that part is easy but the gleam team this is a good example for the gleam team uh i wanted to add conflict so i had to figure out like their purpose at least or like what roles they would serve and Mm -hmm. make differing personalities that are different from Booker and Gabe and Mm -hmm. but I also had to refer to the storyline as well at the same time and Mm -hmm. but I it was mostly focused on like the personalities with the the Gleam Team's design because yeah sure they have like a unifying outfits in their magical form but as individuals it was a it was a different thing because because it's four characters that are usually always together and mm-hmm. they're meant to be they're meant to serve as kind of like an obstacle so I guess mm-hmm. the process is that I just I design a rough idea of how I want them to look like, and then I come up with the personalities later that will fit accordingly. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, if I feel like a character, like the design doesn't match with their personality, let's say if I have a preset personality, like Hal, which is a ridiculous mm-hmm. personality, <laughs> I, I, I just I design them based on that personality. So it's more of like, it really depends a kind of deal because like when you're designing a character at least at least for me i try to adapt to different situations and use those different mm-hmm. situations to base the character upon so so it kind of the, the whole story creation process and art creation process were just really interconnected for you yeah that's what it sounds like yeah it, it's really interconnected but sometimes like if i I'm literally like starting from scratch. It'll be a case like Gabe where I design the designs first and then mm-hmm. like whether or not it feels right, you know? And like mm-hmm. if I already have a personality in mind, then I usually just base it on the personality and be like, hmm, does this feel like this personality? Does this character feel like they would like meld well in the story of like, like you know, because they're the protagonist and would they give off the vibe I want them to, you know? Mm-hmm. How is a special case, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, have you told the story about Hal's purple hair on the podcast? I don't know if you have or not. I mean, it's been mentioned. Times, it's been mentioned. Yeah. I mean, technically no. it was on a dare to make it make his pubes purple. 
Which is yeah. Do anything, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like, like a hundred percent gonna be, be behind doing silly stuff with your characters on a dare. And Hell's design is great. So, so did Human Hell come first, or did Golf Ball Golf Hell Ball come Hell first? Camp came first? Because initially he was just mm-hmm. silly doodles, like silly pervert doodles that I would, I would just draw, like, because he's literally a circle, and then I would just yeah. draw these weird expressions and stuff like that. And then my friend <laughs> dared me to put him in the comic, so I did, mm-hmm. with a few changes, <laughs> like his thick eyebrows, and giving him a cigar, and purple eyes. <laughs> and then, somewhere in the middle of when I was uh, still, like, drafting up the story for, for Magical How, like, like, this is, like, way early on before I was picked up by Sparkle, like, Mm-hmm. I decided to just draw human hell just for the heck of it mm-hmm. and literally like his design was literally like just on the spot right there like his human design I mean granted I made a few mm-hmm. changes like refining it but like his design is actually pretty much almost the same like as I drew it the first time <laughs> and he was a lot Purple more and all. <laughs> he was a lot more charming supposedly but I mean, charming as in, like, a goofy, kind of ridiculous charming, like, the kind that you kind of, like, want to facepalm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why Hal is a special case. He was literally made on a dare. <laughs> no, that's great. That's for, that's that's wonderful. Uh, human Hal is wonderful. Very. And uh, I think we all need to give your friend lots of thanks for that because uh it's it's a it's a really good good addition <laughs> to the story and then like i think like with uh, the gleam team i think i mostly put a lot of focus on tyler mm-hmm. yeah yeah so far he's definitely gotten the most focus yeah i mean design wise i just uh i focused on him because then i can just draw the other characters based around his design kind of deal i guess I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I just kind of got lazy a little bit with their winter outfits. <laughs> but, you know, it serves well, a purpose. They're still color-coded. Yeah, it's very important that you color-code all of your, your characters. In terms of, uh, we talked a little bit about the way the characters dress uh, so far, but uh, I know that, like, at one point you actually had a shopping montage in Magical How where they took Gabe out to uh, get him new clothes because his current clothes sucked too much, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so obviously, like, you know, magical uniforms aside, you're putting a lot of thought into sort of the way that characters dress. And <laughs> I want to I mention the uh, shirt Booker's wearing during the Cherry Bomb comic you're working on. Oh, yeah. I feel like that might be inappropriate. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think uh, but, I can. I think you can mention it. Yeah, no, just just. Uh, I think. I, I mean, I guess. I guess my my question is, uh, in terms of like regular street fashion, uh, do you have any particular influences, or or is there a way that you try to have character reflect uh, what people are wearing? Honestly, I don't really think about that. I mean, I just kind of just go with whatever you know. Uh, but with Booker, um. I, I guess, like, I take his outfits into more consideration, you know, because he his background is, like, his mom's a fashion designer, so mm-hmm. he has to dress decently, at least. I mean, <laughs> yeah. jokes aside, uh, I, do, I do take uh, fashion into consideration, like, when designing the characters, you know, like, 
whether or not their aesthetics uh, should be changed and whatnot. Like with Gabe, like he, his whole look totally changed when he got with the Glean team. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it was mostly because, well, I mean, it served a purpose for the storyline, but also because I just got really sick of the main design that I gave him. <laughs> I just got so I see. I see that a lot. A lot of your your guys' decisions are made based on uh, boredom. Which I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I, I mean, it's funny, but also when you're drawing a comic or a visual novel or any of these projects that involves just a ton of art, and that you're gonna have to draw the same character over and over again, obviously you don't want to get in a situation where you're either drawing something that's impossible for no good reason, or you're drawing something that you hate. Like Kappa was saying earlier about like the sweaters and Ugg boots and how you didn't want to draw that kind of thing over and over and over again because it would bother you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know. So have you? So oh yeah, yeah. You got you got to draw things that are going to not make you want to quit your. Comic, yeah, I, guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I only got sick of Gabe's outfit because I just I didn't like it anymore. That's all. But with the mm-hmm. other characters, I'm still fine. <laughs> Uh, so far. I mean, Booker, like, as mm-hmm. long as his color scheme is green and black, uh, like, it's good. I mean, come on, like, I made mm-hmm. him wear just an all-black outfit because, well, why not? It saved me time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he seems like he would wear all black, you know? He's, he's It's a reflection of his sad, sad tsundere soul or something. Yeah, and his inner darkness and angstiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that. The colors do help lift my mood a bit, so. Oh yeah, well your your comic is so brightly colored, you know that it it's uh, it probably does cheer you up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because otherwise, I'll just be. I would. I would. I. I don't know why. I just. I. I feel whenever I try to draw in black and white, I just feel like a void inside of me. Oh. I just feel empty. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're drawing a really colorful comic then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's just basically a summary of my design process. I mean, I could literally go on for hours about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't take too, I won't take up like a lot of the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what, maybe let's talk a little bit about sort of your favorite type of characters to draw and the characters who drive you crazy to draw whether they're your major characters or just like side people or whatever like what are things that you love drawing and what are things that you hate drawing i'm i'm pretty sure all of us know what i'd like to draw <laughs> <laughs> i mean well yes i mean my but you can be more based sp- on it <laughs> <laughs> all right so cute boys and dresses is, is there more to it than cute boys and dresses <laughs> I like drawing Booker in heels. <laughs> well, he has very nice legs, which I'm pretty sure is canon. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> bit... But like in terms of in terms of your boys, is there one that like annoys you to draw? Are there certain like do you like drawing the big exaggerated facial expressions from from uh uh Gabe or do you prefer drawing the more subtle expressions with Booker or anything like that? Is there uh... is there something that you like the best? I definitely actually enjoy drawing Booker the most because honestly, all of his expressions just I can totally vibe with because whenever he has like mm-hmm. a deadpan look, it's like I'm dead inside and I'm like, yeah, Booker, I know how you feel. Just deal with it, okay? 
I mean, yeah, I totally prefer Booker's like expressions more than Gabe's, and also because it's like really fun whenever Booker actually expresses emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those like very rare smiles and blushiness. Yeah, and, you know like, that kind of thing. Like the moment he actually does like a full out smile or whatever, it feels totally worth it because mm-hmm. like I've been waiting all this time for the right time. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, but so, uh, definitely yeah. Booker. But you know, but that's just Booker in terms of like, because I just like drawing his personality and his silhouette a lot more. But actually, some uh, a second person that comes close to that that I enjoy drawing the most is actually, it's actually Tyler. Yeah, because yeah, well, Tyler's mostly angry, so I feel like I need. To- <laughs> so you like. <laughs> So you like drawing the really negative expressions. Like you, you, you could like you could just throw all the happiness aside. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I gotta channel my stress somehow. Gosh. <laughs> but yeah. Are you okay? I, I like mean, I, ask. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, but no, seriously, I actually like drawing the no, two no. of them the most. No, I mean, I think we can tell because there's been a lot of Booker lately, and, and it's been really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor, poor Gabe has just been like. Yeah, off. he's he. I mean, he was he was an <laughs> asshole, so he deserves a little less screen time. Yeah, he gets put in the corner, uh, the magical owl corner, I guess. <laughs> With the little hats on top. The little dunce cap, mm-hmm. where yeah, you just you know, sit there till you learn. And how to he's like yourself. he's like yeah. crossing his arms, and he's pouting like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, Kappa, what about you? Um, man, I'm I'm trying to. So, I I feel like my favorite character to draw is always whoever's making the most faces at that given moment in time. I really like to draw expressions, and I really like to draw like really big expressions a mm. lot. Um, which is why which is why Taisei has so many goofy faces he makes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, if somebody else had not been doing the coloring, he probably would have ended up with about a hundred more, but I was pretty sure that Tomo would smother me in my sleep if I gave okay. him any more. <laughs> Honestly, I think, you know, I was actually helping, uh, uh, like, just exporting the sprites, like, doing busy work and stuff. I think I would have killed you if, uh, if he had any more expressions. He already had a ton of expressions. He did. He but, had a uh... lot. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and then I left his, like, star makeup off one time and had to go back and redo it. Like, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot of uh, different expressions. But it was neat because you got to see, you know, like, you had the two different levels of blush, which, I mean, you know, I think that we all know that visual novels, the blush layer is the best layer oh, gosh. there is. I mean, it will just go up over, like, a thousand. Very <laughs> And then, you know, the different eyes and different mouths and different, like, sweat drop and no sweat drop and anger sign and no anger sign and, you know, just just lots of different variations on that. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because I'm so used to, to drawing all these expressions in uh, comics and stuff because it's always my favorite part is is drawing everybody making faces. Uh, I was, I'm, I used to be in this, this one server with other visual novel developers and there weren't very many artists in there, but there were a few, and and I just remember that at some point it was I can't remember if he was in that server or linked 
to a thread or something. I somehow in the, in the context of visual novels, somebody else said, "Oh, drawing all the expressions is like my least favorite part. It's such a pain." And I was just like, "Oh man, really?" Because I could have done that for hours. <laughs> like, oh. I had to restrain myself. The only, but yeah, like I had to like make myself stop, or I would have just kept going on and on forever. Uh, so I guess conversely, my least favorite characters and like like are the ones that are hard to draw, and the ones that are hard for me to draw are characters who are supposed to be like cool and or beautiful. <laughs> oh, so basically, like Booker then. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh, I'm so like sorry that boat. Booker has no emotions. <laughs> I just, it's so hard for me, especially if they're supposed to look like, I mean, like mature and beautiful is really hard for me to draw. Like, a, mm. I have this comic I'm working on and the one, the, the one character's sister, I really wanted her to be like this, like this very, have this aura of this, this very cool, like beautiful mature like lady she's like in her early 30s and I wanted her like cool and glamorous oh my god she is such a pain to draw oh oh my gosh you'd hate Booker's mother so much <laughs> oh gosh that, the fashion designer has, the fashion designer yeah I mean she Cop. is literally everything Capo just described Except she's yeah. a bit bipolar. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I don't know. I'm just like, oh no, you, I can't just draw you making like some weird face. You're supposed to look cool. How do I do this? I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> what does the cool person look like? It's just horrible. There's a character in Cat House who's like that actually, and it's killing me. Mm-hmm. He's like, you. Pro- I think you've probably seen like the 800 at least part of the 800 designs I've gone through for Sylvain, but yeah, I, I admit I've seen, a, <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of the cat house art kind of at random, so I'm not totally sure which ones are which, yeah, and which ones are old versus which ones are new. Yeah, uh, that's fair, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess what could help is like you could just make subtle body language, I guess. I mean, yeah, that helps. well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just the expressions, it, huh. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where, like, it, it's like, um, I am a giant goofball personally also, so I'm just, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm basically a living cartoon person that it's really, it's weird. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you. Like, conceptually, I just, my mind is just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with it. And so, so the goofy person is good at drawing goofy people, and the person with the black soul is good at drawing people with black souls. Is that what it comes down to? I, I guess that's the moral of the story here. Okay, bye, kids. That's the end of the podcast. That's the, that's the lesson. Draw, you know, yourself over and over again. <laughs> So, do you guys use any references or anything when you're doing uh when you're doing character design, like in terms of just looking at pictures on the internet or or uh, magazines or anything like that? I do. I have a whole bunch of Pinterest boards actually divided. Like there, I, I have a whole bunch of Pinterest boards, but I have a whole bunch of reference Pinterest boards specifically divided into these very specific categories. Like I have one for fantasy designs and one for modern day fashion and one for specifically Lolita dresses and one for shoes and one for hair. <laughs> and one for... Oh, wow. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't really keep references. I mean, I keep like 
pictures of like fashion from the runway and all that stuff but yeah uh, honestly uh that's about it because <laughs> do... usually I, I i just i just have a bad habit of not really looking i mean i do look up for references when i need to it's just i have a bad habit of not keeping them because i just honestly like the more like it's more fun to just try and make something off the top of your head and yeah, I do sort of think of my my reference boards. I call them reference boards, but um, I actually do very rarely use them for a direct reference unless I'm like, I cannot figure out why this particular dress shoe looks super stupid. Better go look at a bunch of pictures of mm-hmm. dress shoes or whatever. But um, Oh yeah, you don't want to imitate things exactly anyway, probably. Yeah, but it's, you know. I, I think of them more as like compost piles. So if I'm ever stuck, I, I mostly have them to, mm-hmm. to kind of like scroll through if I'm like, having trouble getting myself unstuck from a particular design and sometimes it's it's just i've done this actually again a lot for cat house because each one of these six boys has been some kind of nightmare except for the main character ashton was super easy to design and then everybody else has been like pulling teeth for me it's always that one character isn't it like you always have that one character who's just easy to to please and then it's done yeah, like him, I think I did like two passes and then the only other things I've been tweaking is like the exact outfit I want him to have as his main outfit and like the gradient on his hair. <laughs> like, you know, like little details <laughs> like that I, I've been sort of tweaking for him, but everybody else has, has gone through a lot of design passes. Um, I mean, how how did it just get one pass and he's... The yeah. purple chest hair has existed since then. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously, like, sometimes, it, like any art, sometimes stuff comes really easily, and sometimes it's like pulling teeth and you just want to shoot all your characters and give up and burn it all to the ground, you know? But <laughs> it's true. I, yeah, yeah I, f- I found whenever I, I get stuck on that, I have to um, sort of spend a lot of time just absorbing a whole bunch of different things in the broad general category of what I'm looking for. And I do find that I, I actually tend to look less at photographs and more at, at a lot of uh, other characters and designs and stuff. But usually that's when I'm mm-hmm. having a like a how to represent this idea problem because I want to see other people's mm-hmm. solutions to that problem, if that makes any sense. So and, mm-hmm. and then sort of reverse oh, engineer sense. it from there. But yeah, I do tend to think of my... My poor reference piles are are super huge, and I don't really look at them like super specifically that much. But they're great compost bins. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a thread online uh, just a day or two ago that I was I I found it. I thought it was really funny because as someone who's not an artist, this is something I hadn't really uh, experienced. And also just the fact that most of the comic artists I have worked with are working in a fairly realistic style, at least in terms of things like body proportions. Uh, but it was about someone who was doing something, you know, for probably a kid's show or a cartoon where the character design had little tiny stubby arms and an enormous head. And the script they were working off of said the character was on monkey bars Uh-oh. and they like couldn't figure out how to draw this little stubby armed character with the enormous head going across the monkey bars because there just wasn't a way to do it because their hands I mean, were too little. there is a way. You just stretch them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, no, that I mean, is I one mean, way, or you could, or they could, like, you know, use their legs instead. 
Yeah, but I mean, the, the whole thread was just people coming up with either serious solutions or really <laughs> funny fake solutions <laughs> about their hair getting sentient and free across mean, the monkey work. bars. I mean, and... technically, in that kind of... Uh... <laughs> Like, it, it, it wouldn't be too far off, honestly, because sometimes that would be, like, the most ridiculous solution could be, like, the best solution in an animated show or whatever. Especially, like, when you're dealing mm-hmm. with a character design like that. I mean, that's this is just coming from, like, looking at it from a, a production standpoint, because uh, if you can find a solution that works the best and it's easy on the animators, then, yeah, go for it. yeah. That's true. It, it it is sort of those yeah those sorts of conundrums are, are always really fun for me to see other people solve, uh, especially with really exaggerated mm-hmm. designs like that. Because then you do run into the how do little stubby arms problem. Because even if you're just gonna push the physics, it's like well how do you push the physics and proportions in a way that doesn't look just like you got lazy yeah. and we're like meh long arm mm-hmm. whatever because i mean <laughs> I, I think the other thing is we, we've all <laughs> we've all seen animation where they've tried to do something weird and it just like it's just odd and it throws oh, you yeah, out of it definitely. sometimes yeah and and that led to another thing that was talking about somebody who'd worked on the production of cars that uh, pixar uh-huh. movie and talking about how how the cars hand off objects to each other was like this big conversation that they had to have because the cars don't have hands and they couldn't open the doors, but they could open the trunk, but then it looked like it was pooping and it was like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cars, it's, I mean, they're vehicles, like literally. What else can you do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> But uh, have you guys ever run into anything like that? I know most of you guys are working much more, right now at least, in things where people have normal proportions, but, like, golf ball Hal couldn't, like, walk around or anything like that. I don't know if you guys have ever done anything with a more extreme style or more uh, uh, inhuman characters. Oh, yeah, I worked with, with some projects on that, but couple, you go first. Oh, I was going to say, I I have done some stuff. I, I feel like I've run into related problems with more than like proportion physics or or whatever mm-hmm. and, and it, it's usually i get into these weird quandaries so like i'm i'm doing the illustrations for uh, a friend's light novel project mm-hmm. uh the endling which you should read because it's a lot of fun and up on <laughs> wattpad but uh yeah there's this one character who she comes up for the first time and and i just designed her because because my, my friend had some kind of vague designs for all these characters, but didn't really like any of them, uh, basically. So Rhiannon was like, just just do it. Just kind of fine. We've got one for the surgeon, just kind of <laughs> got vague ideas for everyone else got nuts. So, so I came up with this design for this character, uh, and she appears again, but she's facing a different direction. And I had given her this side ponytail, and I found myself like standing there being like, I don't know if she has ears because <laughs> she, she's oh. not a human she's not a human person she's she's like she <laughs> mm-hmm. was made and I was like I don't know if her creator would have given her ears <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know if she has ears or not I don't know what to do here if I show her on this side of her head she <laughs> doesn't and then we decided she doesn't have ears so I've, I've had to like kind of compose 
in my head, I, I now have this rule where I have to compose all the illustrations with her in it so that she's angled in such a way where it's not super conspicuous <laughs> how weird she would look uh-huh. without, like, if you thought too long about how she doesn't have ears. That's actually a problem with the Cat House boys, too, because they have cat ears on the tops of oh, their heads. Yeah. And I don't do the double sets of ears thing for the, the Cat Boys because I think that looks weird. Um, I mean... I mean, definitely, because because uh, then it's like, do they hear from the ears on top or the ears yeah. on the side of their head? Right? I'm like, are they decorative? Are they... So I just... They only have the one set of ears, but that, that sort of... I, I get really weirdly serious about the, the dumbest shit. So I was like... <laughs> Where did no, their that's, ears that's attach? That's an important question to address. Where the of their ear <laughs> attach? Because if it's at the top, how does their ear canal work? Like, it's, it's all this kind of weird, stupid stuff. And I... So, so okay, the real question is, are you going to have an ear layer where their ears go up and down and swivel the way that cat ears yeah. do when you do these sprites? I am. And is yeah. the answer yes? Is the answer yes? Because the, the answer is yes. The answer is very yes. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. We can move around a lot, and I'm really sorry in advance for whoever has to help export these sprites, because I'm going to make it even worse, and there's six of them, so... <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just going to I'm just gonna come out and say there's like a there's like a good 40 to 50% chance it's going to be me again if well, I had to I'm guess. sorry in advance. <laughs> Because I'm always online in the middle of the night when Paji is just, like, looking for someone to do It's stuff. true. I felt really bad for her, too. But then, but it, in my defense, she gen- did then come back to me and be like, can you make this expression, though, actually? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm just teasing you guys. It was fun to, it was fun to play with those, with the, um, the, the layered uh, Photoshop files because I was just like, oh, and he's blushing and he's blushing more and he's mad this time and, you know, like I played with it a bit. I just played that a whole lot, too. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot of fun. It's like a Mr. Potato Head paper doll. Oh, man. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's it's like it's like paper dolls, but for for grownups who are doing very serious. This is this is uh, this is professional uh, work right here, you guys. Um, we have two professionals yeah. right here working on a visual novel, and here they are goofing around on Photoshop. <laughs> well, Cat House in particular, I think, is going to be. I don't know. It's a very serious story full of murders, but also mm. it's <laughs> it's about cat boys. Well, I mean, so you like, know. Yeah, it's it's about Catboy <laughs> Wizards, from what I understand. So it's only gonna be so serious. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of murder in it. It's really, I'm feeling it's. We've been kind of joking that it's our love letter to Nitro Plus Chiral. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a visual novel without murder. It's true. It's true. Well, I mean, there has to be murder at some point, like as a bad ending or or part of the plot. Out of sync is murder free. So I want. So I far, basically, no, no, we have. You don't know about the super secret hidden oh, no. deluxe ending. No, no, I don't think you understand. Where, where, I where have, show's belt comes and strangles I have him. These Sorry, boys' lives planned out until they die. I have, awesome. I we have planned exactly <laughs> what they're doing for the next fifty years. <laughs> When when this game is when when this game is done, I want to play it because I just want to play it just for like the the murder aspect because. That totally intrigued me. I don't care. I don't care about romancing the boys. I really care about like the the murder, and I'm like, 
I'm actually Most really people happy are to hear you say that. No, because our secondary goal is like to make it the kind of game. I say this a little bit spitefully, but I'm I'm kind of sincere. Uh, <laughs> the kind of game where people recommend it to other people and go, "Well, I played it for the plot, not for all the sex in it." Oh, that. Because I had yeah. a bunch of dudes <laughs> recommend me uh, Bishojo games <laughs> that they did not deign to mention had sex in them until oh. I looked them up and was like oh this is porn and they were like well yeah but the storyline's really important when that porn happens. right like and they're like well yes and I was I like mean, that's basically fine but... porn but with plot yeah I want porn with plot and that's fine I just think it's you know, funny yeah I mean were like no no, it is that is really funny, and also I, I think we all need to, it, and I say this about myself too. But sometimes you just you have to admit it and just own it. But at the same time, I have I have read things that had porn in them where the sex wasn't super well written, but the plot was interesting. So yeah. it's like, no, I actually really am into sort of the plot, or you know, like if it was a romance, it was like a really cute love story, but the person really couldn't write a sex scene. So I kind of skim over that part, and then I get back to the story. You know, it's what happens? True. Well, hopefully both will be good. <laughs> oh yeah yeah obviously you you don't want to like you know do bad things but i don't think you guys will because you're you know you do good work so but yeah. that's definitely a, a physics all... question i guess to get back to the original topic mm -hmm. like thinking uh, where do their cat ears oh, yeah, go yeah. and then because they have cat ears i had to everybody has to have kind of longish hair on the sides of their face all the cat boys do because <laughs> Oh yeah, we're like super weird. <laughs> they can't oh. have like shaved yeah. hair, and I really like doing undercuts and stuff too. So it's like, oh no, I can't just say screw it and do another undercut. <laughs> they have to because have, basically like, they don't style. have side ears, right? Yeah, and it looks really like I tried it a couple of times, and I just I just threw the the doodles away because I was like, no, this is disturbing. <laughs> upsetting to look at they just look oh man your problems are like completely different from my problems <laughs> yeah just wait till somebody writes a, a scene where one of them is listening to headphones oh, and you're just in trouble i know oh my no, god it's gonna come up and i don't know what to do what if what if you just put like you know like those dangly earphones you just stick them in that's it Oh. Just earbuds, just like stick earbuds on the front of their. I also head. wanted to draw them wearing earmuffs because Pachi was like, "Oh, draw like a cute winter scene," and I was like, "But they don't have side oh, no. ears." <laughs> no, 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 no! Make them wear a hat yeah. instead. Yeah, they wear. They get little knit hats with like cat ear shapes. But do the ears no, poke through? No, they have cat ear shaped little knit hats, and it's adorable. But but oh, okay. wouldn't it? <laughs> But wouldn't it affect their hearing? But then they can't yeah. hear. Yeah. Well, you can't hear when you're wearing earmuffs either. I guess uh, it's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, your problems are like, <laughs> your problems are different from my problems. My problems are mostly stemming from doing client work because I had to yeah. do I had to do stylized design for a client uh, on character designs. Mm -hmm. Like it's for a show that that they wanted to pitch, but like. I, I can't really say much about what it is about uh, because, you know, non-disclosure agreements, all that, but I can say at least that oh, yeah. it was uh, it was animals and seals. Uh, yeah, oh, it was yeah. Seals, and I had to do it in a cartoony, stylistic kind of way. And that is, like, actually one of the more difficult things because I was working with seals. 
So I was trying to figure out. Oh, they don't even have fingers. They don't yeah, even have but paws. They, they wanted them to have like kind of like they're kind of like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just like furry seals. seals. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but the thing the oh. thing was is that Whoa. because that they're all seals, I had to think about their silhouette. I had to think about their head shape, their eye shape, and like how their their like hands, I guess, like their flippers are hands. <laughs> And the thing is, is like, I had to include fingers because it was, I, I mean, they're mutants, so I guess it's okay, but it was, uh, oh. I had to do, I had to do up like a huge variation of sketches so that they can, and I had to number them so the client can like pick out which one fits their, fits what they wanted more and stuff like that. And when they picked on like the like the rough sketches designs then i make more variations on those and i have to worry about like wait would this seem weird but then again i still include it in anyway because sometimes clients like you know like some clients can't yeah but yeah i try not to include anything that i think is is bad it's just that it's a little bit it's a bit uh, difficult to to work with animal designs, like literally animal designs in a cartoony style, and if they have to be a certain way, because not only do you have to draw them a certain a certain way, you have to make sure that they look appealing, and if they don't look good, the client's gonna hate it. <laughs> oh gosh, but like like I'm just thinking about seals, and all of the real characteristics of a seal are things that if you put on a human shaped person are like the stuff of monsters. It's, it's like they don't have cute cat ears. They're like they're bald and and yeah, all their skin is all smooth yeah, why, and their eyes are all that's big. That's why they wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, good but, call. But oh is, like, my gosh. They wore clothes anyway in the brief I was given. So but the that's thing good. was is that I also had to kind of base off on the character character bios that they gave me as well. So that was already another addition to all the difficulties I have with the designs. But it's okay, though, because the, the the client picked out ones that they liked, and they seemed to really be okay with it. But sadly, uh, my designs uh, didn't go through because of other stuff. And yeah, I mean, but it was it's really fun working with them. And I actually worked with them on another project a few years before where I had to design a boy and they were actually pretty fed up with all of like the other freelance artists here. <laughs> yeah, oh. so they weren't happy at all with all the, the the designs that the freelance artists over here that were giving them. And this is mm. this is what I this is what I noticed is actually a big mistake when you're working with a client like with character designs is that a lot of people for some reason think that it's just you just do one design and then you send it to the client which is actually a no-no like you don't do that at all because mm -hmm. it saves more time if you send them a whole bunch of sketches and they can pick out whichever they like you know and then you expand upon it rather than just sending mm -hmm. one at a time like these refined sketches and stuff and this client i think he was i think they were like really annoyed because they've been like doing it for like over three months they were trying to get designs over for three months you know and mm -hmm. imagine if you're the client and you don't like any of the designs for three months that you've been getting 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty frustrating, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, no, that's so I mm-hmm. happen to be brought in by chance, and I they, I was given at least one character design to work with. The client was obviously skeptical, and mm-hmm. I gave them a bunch of sketches and designs, and they slowly like warmed up, and then they act within like two two weeks. It was my final design was approved, as in with turnarounds and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think. That's like yeah. that's like a big thing that needs to be part of like the workflow, like to help out because like it's just it's important to do variations. Then you can compare and contrast, and then it's like it's a little mm-hmm. also easier on your time too because then you don't have to like anxiously wait and you don't have to like slog over this and that. Especially like if the client mm-hmm. wants rough sketches first, you give them rough sketches first, and then once they approve of like the rough sketch of the design then you can refine it from there on and then i mean it's just it's just basically says for all of like the all of character design actually to be honest because uh because like i mean come on you're, you're designing a character that's going to be appealing to an audience or people who are going to see it and you're also going to have to deal with it as well like you have to like it too so <laughs> if you don't like mm-hmm. it the probably the people are also not gonna like it no, it's, it's true. And if you send somebody different versions, they can say, oh, well, I like the creepy seal flippers on number two, and I like the bald head on number four. Uh, sorry, I'm, I gotta stop making fun of this. I just, I, I'm sure whatever you did was awesome, but in my mind, it's like a horrifying monster. It's like one of those blob fishes, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the you know the fish that has the human face that lives under under the ocean? In my mind, like the combination oh, of a seal worry. and a human looks kind of like don't, that. That worry. they're on. Your... They're on two two legs. They're on two legs. Don't I worry. I love your very clear no, anti-anthro yeah, seal bias. <laughs> no, again, like I'm not an artist, so I, I I have enough faith in your actual like talent to know you must have done something cute. But I can only think of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like yeah. It's okay. I mean, my hats off to furry artists. Honestly, every I'm just like that's so hard. It's so hard to draw mm-hmm. a seal that is a, also a person and not make it look completely stupid. Like it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So good job, furries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you calling me a furry? No. Well, I don't know. Are you? I, I mean, know. I can I can hear the hinting right there. <laughs> you could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You've drawn a lot of uh, human boys, so I kind of think maybe you're not. But you know, if you have a deep dark secret you don't want to tell us, we won't we won't uh, pry. I mean, my only deep dark <laughs> secret is just Booker being trash. That's not a secret. That's I don't think that's a secret. a secret. That's very obvious. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you're talking about, about dealing with clients. That was really excellent. Do you guys have any other advice you'd give to somebody who's either designing something for a client or designing something for their own story oh, or, definitely. you know, things to avoid, things that, that helped you? I definitely have a lot of advice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give give us the, the top three. Okay, or top something. three. Uh hold on, let me think. Okay, so first one, don't do more than what you need to do for the client. Because if you give more than what you need to, then the client will have higher expectations. Second, second basically is 
kind of like what I said earlier, like with like the variation of designs and stuff like that. But also you have to take into consideration of what style they want and you have to be consistent in that style that they want as well. And then third of mm-hmm. all, when you're when you're doing designs, like either for a client or like for your personal project and stuff, always judge it. Because if you if you just if you just draw it and then you don't look at it critically, like see if it's actually appealing and like you don't like you have to set a certain standard for yourself what standard are you holding it up to like for example like for me i usually base my standard off of like the tv shows that i watched in the past like kim possible and powerpuff girls and stuff and usually like you see like it's professionally clean line art and all that stuff and i try to hold myself up to that standard like at least for like the final final design and stuff so you have to know what your standard is and you have to know what looks good. I mean, I guess it is subjective of what looks good, but you literally need to make sure that the shapes and like the lines melt together pretty well because otherwise then it will look a bit awkward, like a blob mess. And in fact, I actually have seen character designs that are actually really horrible and I hate it, but I have to be nice about it, you know? I have to be like, Mm, you could improve <laughs> on this area kind of deal so i mean mm-hmm. i pro I, I mean i i won't outright say that it's horrible but in my head i'm like oh i hate it you know yeah well you know part of part of being an artist is developing good yeah. taste you oh, know so i mean yeah oh yeah. also like one more thing like mm-hmm. if you're given a style that's already preset you have to do it exactly in that style and you need to be able to adapt because otherwise the client mm-hmm. won't be happy and you probably won't like they won't come back to you because you have to take what you can get sometimes and yeah oh, so yeah. so i think it's best to always practice like try different styles try different uh combinations of a design try to explore this and that try to test yourself by turning realistic things into something cartoony rather than just copying right mm-hmm. off the bat because it's easy to copy stuff realistically you know based on r- realistic anatomy and all that stuff but it's actually super hard to try and convert it into into a cartoony style or like super stylized style yeah and i've seen um, artists i follow do those really cool uh practices where they'll pick six famous either cartoons or artists or something like that and do the same character in all the different styles and they'll do like a you know like a simpsons one and a powerpuff one and a batman one and that kind of thing and that's really it's it, i mean again as a non-artist it's really cool to see but i can totally see the value in that and figuring out you know what you're exaggerating and what you're uh like like, like how how you break down an everyday object or a person into all those different different versions you know yeah definitely capo do you have any any advice for uh character designers who are just starting yeah. out yeah so other than what's already been said let's see so if you're doing client work i think it's really important i usually get clients so when clients have asked me to do character design work um they tend to have a very specific list and it used to really tweak me out um because usually their specifics were way specific and i wouldn't know what to do with them <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it would like it would be specific about something that i in the way i usually draw don't 
render. Like somebody would give me specifics on the exact shape of a nose, and I'm like, that's not. I don't render mm-hmm. that. That's not gonna. That's not gonna come <laughs> through. So it's it's sort of important, I think, to. And this is just sort of my philosophy as somebody who's. Uh, I, I, this isn't my full time living, so I don't. Um, uh, when I do client work, I do client work because it seems both profitable and interesting to me because I have that luxury. So I am actually not very stylistically flexible, but usually you can be reasonably assured that a client has come to you specifically for a reason. And it's okay, even if they give you a really specific description to trust your judgment and and lean mm-hmm. on to a less specific interpretation of a very specific request. So try to think of it more broadly than that and because they can always tell you that the way you did something wasn't quite what they were picturing and then you can go fix it but I I think it's it's really hard when you're starting out to um trust your instincts and I at least for me get really flustered when a client has a really long list of very specific things they want to see in a character design and I'm just like oh no (laughs) what if I don't understand what they mean (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't understand what they mean, it is okay to just ask. I had a client once tell me basically 17 different ways other than make her chest bigger that they wanted this character to be oh bustier. So I kept doing oh other God, things. That's so, that's so awkward. And I was like, oh, you could have just asked me to dial up the city. That would have been fine. <laughs> if that's all you wanted, that's totally fine. Uh... So I, I went through that with with a, a a repeat client a couple of times before I just started asking. <laughs> you know, like I was like, I don't actually quite understand what you're asking me to do here. What can you phrase it another way? <laughs> can you repeat? Mm-hmm. Or I understand that you are asking me to do this before I go draw it. I'm not super clear. Can you check and mm-hmm. make sure that my understanding of your request is correct? Which is usually actually pretty true of working with anybody on anything. Oh yeah, I mean a lot of the stuff is just like straight up working for clients is it, hard. It is hard. <laughs> oh god, freelancing is, is yeah. Rough. I'm I'm it kind is. of in a in a weird position, uh, a a nice lucky position because it's it's not my day job, so I get to pick and choose my jobs really specifically to mm. just jobs that appeal to me. Um, because my basic philosophy mm-hmm. at this point in my career and life is that uh. If mm. I'm going to be spending a lot of time doing something I don't enjoy, I could be doing it for more money than freelance artists make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I might as well just, <laughs> if I'm going to be doing it at all, I might as well make it something that's not a complete nightmare for me. But um, my other big tip is to look for designs that you really, really like and designs that you really, really don't like and really, really sit down with yourself and figure out why do you hate them? And if you notice there's a pattern, like pull a bunch of them together. Like don't just pull like one design you hate and one design you like and then look at those or like one design from the same thing. But but um, it really helps to, to pull apart and look for a pattern in things you like and things you don't like and things you think work and things you, you don't think work. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of developing a, a distinctive style and voice as an artist is, is sort of noticing those sorts of patterns for yourself and taking them from an unconscious to a conscious level so that you can apply them more deliberately. Um, but also that design, that uh, draw a character in a different style meme, 
is really, really good if you are stuck on a design <laughs> and you can't quite figure out what's not working. Because yeah. if you try to translate it into a different style, even if it's just like you never show it to another living person, uh, it can really help you figure out what you don't think quite works because chances are you will not be able to figure out like how to translate that into a different style either. Like even if it's a style that's pretty similar to yours, you'll probably get stuck. So it's yeah, a good sign so... that you're like, oh, fix that part. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> like, I have like a recommendation for those who are interested in character design to look at Stefan Silver because he's done designs, character designs for Kim Possible, Danny Phantom, Jake Long, the American Dragon, you know, like a whole lot of shows. And he do- he mm-hmm. actually does a lot of teaching on schoolism, like the character designs. But he also has a book called The Silver Way. And he has like an app and all that stuff, like all based around character designs. He even has a YouTube channel where he talks a little bit about it from time to time. And he does a lot of like these art talks, like talking about clients, talking about like, how do you judge yourself? How do you take critique, etc., etc. So he is honestly a character designer that I absolutely respect because to me, his, his work is super appealing and it's he his uh, he he can adapt to what he has to work with you know so mm-hmm. and his advice a lot of the time is actually really good and it's really easy to understand especially like his new book the silver weight which i have right now i i cannot kid you when my boyfriend bought it as a surprise for me and he showed it to me i actually cried <laughs> oh my god because that was okay so that's... that was how happy i was oh that is how much respect i have for that character designer because mm. he is literally a huge influence for me and it's like a lot of this stuff i know about is probably because of his work which is absolutely great well that's cool what was the title again it was uh, the silver way or you can just look up stefan silver and then you can find his youtube channel and everything nice okay so definitely go check that out that sounds really good We'll see if we can find a link to it uh, to put on on the Sparkler Twitter or something. Yeah, I can do. I can definitely like link like uh, his YouTube channel later or something, cause or his website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've been talking about this for over an hour. So, do you guys want to uh, have have any final thoughts? Things you want to tell people? Things about your own uh, personal character design you want to bring up again? Uh, anything like that? Literally, how my about- first thought was just. <laughs> When in doubt, just draw somebody without their clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a very useful tip for character design. (laughs) Uh, Hey, sometimes you have to draw naked character designs too. And also sometimes, as we've discussed, you need to get inspired. So just draw some naked Uh, people. That's my solution to all problems. (laughs) Draw some naked people. Problem solved. (laughs) Well... I mean, for me, I I don't really have much because a lot of what I said has already been said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, thank you both so much for uh, for talking to me today and uh, imparting things you've learned about uh, creating characters and drawing and and working with clients and all of that. I really appreciate having you guys on. Thanks for having us on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thanks everyone out there for listening. Uh, We will be back next month with a podcast. I don't know what, but we hope you'll come hear it again. Bye. 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 Bye.